There are no such things as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Step into the greatest version of yourself because what you do matters. Shift your narrative. You're listening to Opportunity Makers, where entrepreneurs come to take their purpose-driven business to the next level. Here's your host, Jim Padilla. Hey, welcome to another great episode of the Opportunity Makers podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us on this journey. And if you're here, if you're resonating, it's because you are an opportunity maker or you desire to be. Opportunities all around us. And it's all about stepping up and finding ways to solve problems, finding ways to serve people and make a difference and an impact, which is what we do here at Gain the Edge. We specialize in helping you scale companies, scale companies with sales teams, sales systems, sales strategies, and events so that you can monetize the opportunities that exist, that you can take your gifts and skill sets and solutions for other people and put them on display and be able to build a business around them that monetizes very well. Today, I have a, a fantastic guest for you, a legend uh, in this space. Um, who, who's been in the sales training space for decades. And anybody who's in the sales game at least has heard his name, if not has read his books or been to a seminar or listened to the cassette tapes like I used to have in my trunk all the time uh, with all of the other legends. And Tom Hopkins, is uh, he's, he's, an old, he's an old school pro. And now he's, you know, he's, he's later in his life and he's in, enjoying retirement as best he can because he's like us entrepreneurs that want to solve problems and change lives. So he's always looking for that and finding ways to be useful and it's hard to back off, but he's enjoying being on the golf course and sharing wisdom and telling stories with people. And he's somebody who made an impact on me. You know, I, I was like, again, I, I had all the cassette tapes driving around in my university, in my car, you know, for, for years. But the book that really landed for me was back in 2008 when I went through what a lot of people went through and the upheaval. And I was in mortgage and we weren't really doing things the way we needed to. We were just selling mortgages to make money. And so when the rates hit and the economy changed, we were out. We were out the door because we didn't we weren't building business the right way. We weren't building a legacy of serving people. So we didn't have other things to fall back on. So but what happened at that time is I just knew that I could sell and I was finding ways to be able to speak and sell into other people. And I found Tom Tom Hopkins book uh, that changed the game for me. This is how I really started buying into it. It was his selling in tough times, right? The subtitle speaks volumes of it. I just was just pulling it up earlier. And it's the secrets to selling when no one is buying. The secrets to selling when no one is buying. Just think about that for a minute. Okay. When you check out this interview, he shares some great nuggets. It's just, you can just share, you can just take in who he is as a human. And, uh, and you see how much he cares about you, about me, about the world and the opportunities and, and about people doing things well and being served and taken care of well. And selling when no one is buying is a skill set. I mean, technically it's all the time, right? Because when you show up, nobody wants to buy from you. <laughs> they don't want to be sold to, right? They don't, they, they just, they want problems solved. And in today's economy, when things are questionable, suspect, and who knows, up and up and upheaval. Um, seeking and serving, searching for opportunities to serve is going to be your only path forward. You want to lean into the relationships you have with people around you, 
You want to lean into your expertise and the people that you are called to serve and speak wisdom into them, speak knowledge into them, speak expertise into them because you know and because you care and you make a difference. And we're going to talk more about that in a separate episode. So the next episode, we're going to unpack that more, just really dialing into how do you speak your wisdom into the marketplace that you're best known for, best called to serve. Right now, I want to just invite you to jump into this episode, this interview with legend Tom Hopkins. Uh, grab a, a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, a cup of wine, whatever floats your boat, and uh, and just listen some some pearls of wisdom and some nuggets from the Godfather Tom Hopkins, and enjoy. And I'd love to see, love to hear from you on the backside. What's your number one takeaway, and what can we do for you? Make sure you jump into the show notes, uh, and uh, and there's resources and tools and tips in there for you to take advantage of. And uh, I thank you as always for trusting us to be part of your success team. And we'll see you on the next episode. Enjoy. Hi, Jim. How are you doing, Tom? Mr. Unbelievable. That covers it either way, doesn't it? Absolutely. Both ends <laughs> of the spectrum. I like it. I like it. Yeah, living a good life these days. Uh, seem like you uh, you got golf and travel and different things happening for you. Oh, yeah. You know, it's been retirement's been tough for me because, you know, I was on a plane for 42 years every week flying somewhere in the world doing a seminar. Right. And to suddenly just say, well, I'm going to play golf and be home. It's It's been interesting, but, you know, thank God I've got a great wife and we love being here in Scottsdale and Flagstaff. And so eh, we're getting along good. Yeah, well, you know, I guess things could be a lot worse. As my daughter always tells me, whenever I have any issues, she says, first world problems, dad, nobody cares. So. <laughs> good, good quote. <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and and being here to uh, to connect with us and with me here. Um, I, you know, I've, I've read many of your books and the, the one that's really speaks to me the most, the one that I got into more than any of them was selling in the tough times was the, you know, um, being able to you know sell when no one's buying. Cause I, I found that book back in when I was leaving mortgage in 2008. And uh, because we primarily, we weren't serving people, we were just making money. And so when things went bad, we didn't have a plan because we were already just taking money from people. So we were out of business very quickly. And uh, I learned a lot about how to, you know, seeing more opportunity to serve people. Well, of- and you know, it's so funny, Jim, of all my 18 books, that one has a lot of, of meaning to me because I wrote it when people were really struggling. The economy was terrible. And I meant what I said, you know, how to sell when no one's buying is an art form that you do things different than the average person. You give more service. You totally follow up like an idiot with every contact. So, yeah, no, that was one of my favorite writings. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, it's well, it is also great because, you know, you don't have to write a new book or rewrite it. You literally just take that same book and put it out today. It's the same. You're, you're action, right. You know, you're right. Another bite at the apple. Um, so, you know, the, the purpose, the, the whole reason for this, uh, this interview, I, mean, I was just happy to be able to talk to you because I've been someone I've been respected for a long time. And uh, I had, you know, a friend, Wendy Weiss, who said, hey, I, I know Tom, I'd love to connect you. And I'm like, that would be fantastic. 
And I'm actually in the process of launching a new podcast called the Opportunity Makers Podcast. And the thesis behind it is we want to give people some sort of peace and hope about the times that we're in and recognizing that all this means is there's problems everywhere to be solved. And so sure. I'm talking to, you know, people who've who've exited companies, people who've won through many different, you know, tough times and talking about what's out there. You know, well, if you if you were starting a business again today, what would you what where's the opportunities you'd be seeking? What would you be looking for? You know, how would you? How well, would you I, I would say the opportunity is to recruit people who are desperately needing a route, an avenue, a way to not only make a nice amount of money, but to build a financial future. And that's why I think today recruiting for a company is better than ever. And, and I hope the folks that are hearing our message realize that, you know, to grow and prosper, you must talk to everybody you know and offer opportunities to people who are maybe on you know, average jobs making average incomes that need an opportunity in a company that can give them a chance to make more money, prosper, build their own lives. Because, you know, the average person doesn't have a chance to build a financial independent future. And that's a shame. They all should have the chance. If they take it good, some will, some won't. And that's just up to their desire to become successful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because when you're in times like we're living in right now, which there are a lot the media and there's just so many different messages out there that are confusing people. And a lot of people are just running for cover. And, you know, what would you say to, what, what would you tell them that, you know, instead of running for cover, what advice would you give them right now? Well, the first thing I'd say is most people mentally shut down in the month of December and physically stop the activity levels because of Christmas and holidays and a champion, the top people, they don't. They realize the momentum in the last three weeks of the year will build for the whole first quarter of the next year. And I used to watch it when I managed a, a real estate office and I saw some of my people, as soon as it was about December 2nd, they were like, slowing down, not act, you know having good quality contacts, not having activity. And then I saw the champions, the top people kept going right through to build momentum for the next year. And that's what I think people need to realize that, you, you know, it, it's so, you have a right to slow down in December, but if you want to be really successful, you don't take that right. You keep your activity up your follow-up, and, and and this is a time when you let people know how much you care about the opportunity to serve them. And not only in, in the trite Christmas card things, but in calls, calling people and just wishing them a happy holiday. And one thing I'm going to suggest to folks is because of the concern we all have with time, I used to find that at any holiday, like I had all my people filed as to their birth dates, their children's birth dates, so that I could make a call and just give them a little note of, you know, congratulations on your birth date. And uh, I used to make these calls. And, and one of the things I did 
was I tried to call later in the evening when I knew they wouldn't answer. Like if I had all my clients registered to where they worked, I knew they were off at five or six. So I'd call their office and leave a message, something like, hey, good morning, Jim. I know you're coming in at eight or nine. I just wanted to say tonight it's 10 o'clock at night and I'm getting ready for bed, but we're thinking of you and your company and just sending you regards and best wishes. Let's keep cranking and make this the best year ever. Now, it's amazing that took eight or 10 seconds, but they get it in the morning and it's like, you know, Tom follows up. And, and this is something that too many people in sales don't do. Uh, I was a keep in touch fanatic, follow up fanatic. Uh, once you became my client and I served you, you'll never get rid of me because I'm going to keep in touch, follow up, make sure you realize we're here for you and build a momentum so that when you think of real estate, which was my product for eight years, you'll think of me. And folks that aren't in real estate, whatever your product is, they have to, when they hear your product, your, you, they have to say, I know so-and-so, and they give great service, they follow up, they've kept in touch, and I'm going to be loyal to them and give them more business. And that's how you, you build a long-term success. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm a huge follow-up proponent. That's how that was my go-to strategy when it, you know before I had my own business back in the days when I was selling for other companies. Anytime I'd come into a new place, my first the day one, I would go to the top performers and I would say, "Who are the fence sitters who haven't bought from you that you know you're not following up with? I'll take care of it." And I would take all of their leads because you knew they were good people because these were the top sales guys, and we know they weren't going to follow up on them. So I would, and I would have an immediate pipeline that I could start working and we just split deals. And I've made far more from follow-up than I have on the front end, but that's because I just, I prioritize just nurturing, building relationships and serving people. Oh, um, that's super. What a true, true way to do business. I agree. I agree. I can't, I, I, I it's frustrating to me sometimes, very surprising to see how many people in the sales industry just don't follow up. I, I think like they've completely forgotten that it's anything to do with business. Yeah, and, and, and what's so sad is if you do follow up and if you do keep in touch, you'll turn so much business into referrals, into learning who their friends and relatives are. And, you know, follow up is really the key. Keep in touch, follow up. And, and I was a fanatic, as I said, Jim, boy, if I got a lead, you'll never get rid of me yeah. till you own or change your phone number or whatever. So I can't ever get a hold of you. Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it's interesting to me from your perspective is, you know, you spent so many years, so many decades in the hunt. And then now you're, you know, trying to embrace retirement. Um, I don't think you're, I think you're always, your brain as an entrepreneur and a problem solver always is looking for that. But how do you see things differently now, now that you're not, you're not trying to find the opportunities to sustain your business. You just can see them without any pressure now. What, what is that? How does that landscape look different for you? Well, one of the challenges is I don't think people in general, and of course, I, I hate to say a statement without saying in general, 
a lot of the folks today in business, especially those under 30 or 40, they don't have the drive or the burning desire because it's been quite easy to be average. And meaning they can be mediocre in sales and still make a decent living. Right. Most companies have set it up to where people can be, again, average and make enough to support their families. Uh, back in our day, that wasn't true. If you didn't bust your butt and make a, a lot of money, you probably you know had a challenge. And of course, you know, I worked very, very hard. Uh, first one in the office, last one to leave, seven days a week. I took three days off my first year, and that was Christmas and New Year's. But I, I totally believe that focus and activity is going to get you quality productivity. But you have to get a commitment, which this time of year, I so hope the folks listening and watching us will realize this month is when you sit down with your loved ones. It could be a husband, a wife, could be a, a person important in your life. And you really get your short-term and long-term goals set to where you, you, you have a commitment as to what you're going to earn this next year. You, you have a commitment as to how many clients you're going to create. And this goal setting is so important this time of year, short-term, monthly, annual, so that you're really focused and Many people spend more time planning the details of their two-week vacation than they plan the total details for their long-term financial success in life. And that's quite a shame. Yeah. Uh, I spent December really soul-searching. I would pull out all my books, all my CDs. Back then, we didn't have CDs. We had cassettes. Yes. And I would just do a whole basic, renewal of all, all the fundamentals. And one thing salespeople sometimes don't realize is the most successful people don't start without going back to basics. You know, I know this example doesn't mean a lot to a lot of our listener watchers, but Vince Lombardi, who led the Green Bay Packers to four national championships, one of the greatest coaches of all times, and, I mean, they were almost unbeatable back then. And he would start off every year in the locker room, had all of his players, the best in the world. And he'd say, gentlemen, we're ready for a new year. And, by the way, let's begin realizing. And he'd pick up a football and he'd go, this is a football. Now, you can't start much more basic than that to build four years of national championships. And the Green Bay Packers were just above everyone. But I, I, I just so hope the folks joining us will realize that one of the keys to success is realizing that fundamentals in life don't really change. You know, in the field of selling, there's basically seven proven necessary fundamentals to make a lot of money. And the pro realizes every year I go back to basics where, you know, I pull out my 
programs, my all my I used to be a seminar fanatic. And uh, I'd, I'd go to so many seminars of other people and I'd take notes because anytime you listen to someone who has earned much more money than you and achieved much more success, you have to take what they say and make it yours. Yes. It's internalization of ideas, of concepts. And I was a fanatic. I, I can't tell you how many seminars of the old greats I used to go to and listen and then make notes and always be a note taker. And, and, and that's so important when you listen to anyone who has achieved worthable success that you take what they're saying and not just hear it, but write notes and internalize it, make it yours. Yeah, and I think it's so important to just continually go back to the to the success principles that are just tried and true and always work. You know, I mean, we've made millions of dollars. We're very blessed, and we're in the middle of a process with our clients right now where we're leading them through a hundred k in a hundred days challenge. Oh, that's and, great! But it's all there's nothing magic in it. We're literally just going through their contacts, going through their Rolodex, going through their calendar to previous appointments and just outreach strategies, making offers every day and talking to people, finding opportunities. And we're doing what a, what a great thing to do, man. I love it. We're doing it right alongside of them. I'm like, this is no different for me than it is for you. You know, I just, you know, maybe have more people to talk to or more experiences, but other than that, we're doing, we're in the same boat and it's already paying off. I mean, we have ridiculous opportunities that are showing up as a result of doing this same task, but it's just doing the stuff that I should have been doing anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. And it just leads to opportunities. But then here's the other thing. I would love to get your, your, your intake on this. It's because I'm having so many conversations with incredible people like yourself, like a Kevin Harrington, like a Ed Millett's of the world. I get so many opportunities coming my way and to a place where a lot of people are fearful of what's coming. I just see nothing but an abundance of opportunities, but that can also be a challenge. And, how do you decide what kind of opportunities fit you? How do you, what, what's your decision-making process? Well, I have to level with you, Jim. Of all the blessings I've had in my life, it has been surrounding myself with such quality people. Uh, the average person in my company has been over 42 years with me. And one woman, Judy Slack, who handles all these type of things. She's in a way the one that researches, finds the doors opening and so forth. So in a way, I, I got to be out in front and say, fortunately, I don't have to prospect much because of the years we've been doing this, the reputation. And so knock on wood, I... Have don't I don't have to be prospecting much, but I didn't start that way. I mean, I was a nutcase prospector, and I, I often laugh when I talk about this, but I was a real estate agent at age 18 and was starving and had no money, and luckily my manager got me in his car one day, took me out on a residential street, three miles from the office, pulled the car over, 
And he says, Tom, get out. I says, what do you mean? We're miles from the office. He says, I know. And you're sitting in the office making no money. The key is talking to people. So I want you to get out of this car and just walk back the streets and knock on every door and just be nice with a smile and see if they'd like to sell their home. And of course, I cursed. I was so mad because, you know, when you're new, you don't want to knock on a door. You're fearing rejection, being told no. Totally. I had no choice. I, uh, oh, and he said to me, Jim, I'll never forget. He says, I promise you, Tom, for every hundred doors you knock on, you'll end up with one very qualified future prospect. Well, I laughed and cursed him. But I started knocking doors and counting, and I hit door 64. And sure enough, I knocked on the door. Now I'm learning a few nice things to say. And I, I'm Tom Hopkins. I'm in real estate and just wanted to know if you and your family had thought of making a move. And he says, you, you are in real estate. I says, well, yes. He says, you have a license. Because I was very young, 18, 19, I looked like a kid. I says, well, yes. He says, stay here. And he turns back. He says, honey, come to the front door. And his wife comes up. And I'd handed him my card. And he says to his wife, honey, this young man is in real estate. Here's his card. And she says, you have a real estate license? I says, yes, I do. She says, well, please come in. Well, now I'm scared to death. This has never happened in my new career. And so I went in and sat down. And she said, and looked at my card. And she said, Mr. Hopkins, Mr. Uh, Tom, Mr. Last night, we got on our knees and prayed because my husband's transferred. And I have to stay here and sell the home with the three children by myself. And we got on our knees for Christians and we prayed that God would send us a real estate agent. And of course I went, hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> and sure enough, I not only got that listing, helped them move, opened up the doors to meeting a lot of people around that listing. And it was kind of like the start of my career because of my manager getting me to talk to people. And the walking, knocking, and talking is how you make it in the field of sales. Putting that ego out there every day, realizing they're not rejecting you, it might be the proposal, smiling when you get told no, realizing no's hide yeses, and right. staying focused on your long-term and short-term goals, which is what December's all about as we get ready to make next year a super year. Amen. Man, uh, you know, I, I own an outsourced sales company now. So we, so we, people hire us to be their sales division. Uh, and it's a, it's an amazing journey, but I used to have an alarm company. I had an ADT security dealership. And so we would, we would take people out door knocking, uh, in canvassing in old neighborhoods. And, um, it was the toughest way, but it was just the best way to get to have people's 
skill sets and opportunities and personalities just revealed. It, it, it was going to bring out of you whatever was in there. And uh, I can't ever recommend enough for people to just, you just got to put it out there on the line. Don't wait for the perfect deals to come to you. Just get out there and speak. And if you don't have, if you're not well experienced, just speak to everyone who will listen, you know, just have conversations. Um, what do you think are the biggest risks that people are taking right now? Or in, in, and it could be even in the fact of not taking a risk, right? Being the, probably the biggest risk in my opinion, but with the opportunities that exist everywhere right now, um, what, what would you what would you caution people on right now? To- well, I would caution them on not slowing down activity levels. Uh, I have a young man, Tyler McCarthy, and I brag about him because at the point in my life, I wanted someone to take over my training, not let it die with me or when I retire. And this young guy started almost 20 years ago. I think he was 18 or 19. And he is probably the highest income solar salesperson maybe in the world. Uh, They market solar. And his company is called Knock Star. And it's all based on knocking doors, canvassing. And he and his company... They go out every day and they have a commitment for so many hours of meeting people at their door. And as old fashioned as that sounds, I think because no one else is doing it, the most successful people can take advantage of no activity people and go out and have that. But he, Tyler, is making a fortune I I mean an absolute fortune because he's got his 45 people out in the street every day, knocking on doors, smiling, walking, talking. And, of course, today the world of solar is building so fast. You know, the average utility company is charging more and more. Average poor family is paying for utility bills. That if they have solar and they put it up on that roof and they take advantage of the wonderful electricity it generates, they can save thousands over a year. And that's what, of course, Tyler has done. He's built this company on walking, talking, and knocking. And it's called Knock Star, which is a great name because he is a star at knocking on doors. But he is evidence of the one-on-one contact presentation on meeting people. And, you know, it's so nice to see that today when so many people in sales want to rely on the computer, on electronic transactions. They don't want to put their ego on the line. They're not willing to have no thrown at them. Right. And, and. Tyler has made it a fun game where he feels the no's are the hiding places for yeses. And he just goes out, handles the rejection, knocks on the doors, smiles, talks to them. And his income is amazing because of the willing to do what most people won't do. Yes. So talk to more people. Be a person 
And, and if, if I had you alone on an elevator and you looked at me and said, Tom, I, I recognize you and I've read your books. Gosh, tell me, what do you feel the most important thing is in business and sales today? If I had only five floors in an elevator, I would say work harder on yourself to become a person that most people like, trust, and want to listen to. Mm -hmm. And don't miss those words. People have to like you. They got to feel good about you. Then you have to overcome the feeling that some people have about anyone in selling about trust. And then you have to open their minds up by the art of questioning to want to listen to your presentation. But if people like you, trust you, and want to listen to you, you'll make a lot of money. Focus on that, okay? Awesome. Awesome. Uh, we got a few minutes left here, and I'm, uh, I want to transition on that note into uh, something a little different, but talking about service and giving and making a difference. I know you have the Tom Hopkins Foundation and, and things that you do in the world. How We're really focused on serving and serving the underserved. So we, we call the throwaway society, ex-cons, aged out teens in foster care, homeless, people that don't typically just have a lot of job opportunities and things coming their way. How would you recommend somebody in today's economy, again, problems everywhere, leverage a, a cause or something that's you know more important than the business itself? What's your guidance on how to how to position? Well, the, the first thing I have to say is you're only as good as your belief level. You got to believe in what you do. You know, I've had people say, Tom, I want to get into sales and make a lot of money. Where can I do that? I would always say, don't look for the money, look for the belief value. See, I think the reason I did so well in my eight years in real estate is I totally burnt with a belief that average Americans must own their own home. And Jim, I can't tell you the number of people that came into my real estate office, walked in and said, we're here to rent a home. And I would say to them, I'm gonna ask you a quick question. In this hand, I have a home you can rent. And in this hand, I have a home you can own and enjoy the benefits of appreciation and owning your property. If you had no challenge choosing either one, which would you choose? And of course, they'd all go, God, we'd love to own a home, but we don't have a lot of money. And then I would smile and say, creative financing is one of my specialties. Put your trust in me, if you will. And let's change our mindset to not renting, but to owning. And of course, Jim, I can't tell you years and years of doing seminars, how I have a break and be autographing some books and someone would come up and they may not have a book. And I go, did you want me to autograph a book? And I can't tell you the number of people say no. I just came in to say thank you because four years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, we walked into your office wanting to rent a home and you helped us buy a home 
and we paid 19,000 for it and we just sold it for 430,000 and it is the largest part of our financial independent retirement. Wow. And and see Jim those are the things I think that have kept me doing what I do. Today it's the same in my seminar business. If I can have a, someone sit in, at my feet take my ideas, my closing skills, my qualification ideas, go out and make a lot of money serving. See, and that's the key. We aren't really salespeople. We're servants to our fellow man with benefits. And have that mentality. You know, you touched on it beautifully, but serve and don't sell and you'll sell like crazy. And I love this. You know, sales team ready. And if you are ready or you're daddy, so stay ready, which I think is a great concept in business and life today. Preparation is such an important part of success in business and in life. You know, knowing what you're going to say and do before the time has come to do it. Being an actor or actress professionally to say and do the right things for people to say yes to your opportunity. And that, of course, has been my whole goal in life. Teach people who choose this wonderful field of sales and marketing how to be a servant and help people, make a nice amount of money for the family, but help others grow and build. And if others grow and build because of what you say and do, you're living the right life. Yeah, I think that's a great place to uh, to wrap this up. Uh, I, I really appreciate your wisdom uh, and just your generosity and sharing. And um, you know, you're just you're you're doing it right. I mean, this is to me, this is sales. You know, you're not trying to convince anything. You're just pouring value. You're serving. You're guiding. You're leading. And you know, if the offer was there, I'd buy it, whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, thank you. Keep doing the job, man. You're helping a lot of people. And I can always be available if we can do this more <laughs> because, you know, you're on the right target for what people need today. All the best, my friend, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you again. Bye-bye. Take care. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Opportunity Makers. If you've heard something that connected with you, please share this episode with a friend or colleague. And don't forget to go to Apple to leave a review. Head on over to GainTheEdgeNow.com to connect with Jim and his team. And remember, there's no such thing as limits or obstacles, only opportunities. Opportunities.